1: The
2: pecking order. Today topic the one hit wonders of Minnesota Sports. Here are Mackie and Judd.
0: So if you missed it yesterday, we will play it back at eleven thirty today because it was it was a super fun conversation with Jason Stark, but his trivia question had to do with well it 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 brought us down a path of pitchers that had pop-up ears for the twins. Mm -hmm. And so we figured, let's take this a step further, and let's go with one-hit wonders, so to speak, in Minnesota sports that we fondly remember. Yes. I believe it's your turn to go first this week. Okay. All right. So one-hit wonders, which is kind of an open... um, What do we do with some of the guys who had good careers elsewhere but had a
1: one-year stop with, like, the Vikings? Yeah. I left them off the list. I left most of them off. This is very subjective. Okay. Uh, And actually... Full disclosure: I th- I threw this out on Twitter before the show and got some ideas. I got to about six pretty easily, seven through ten. I stalled on a little okay. bit, and I'm like, and and I got a lot of uh, Jim Tomey, Jack M- Morris's, Brett Favre. I'm not sure if those they do they though. did not make my list because I don't think that's fair because they were so good for so long, and they they stopped through here. I get that but my mine was so mine was did you stop here or play here have success and then it quickly went downhill for instance okay yeah okay all right honorable mention and the this could be the number one on the list eventually but this man definitely gets a place at the podium but very low because he doesn't make the top 10. Miguel Sano, right now. <laughs> Miguel Sano, come wow, on, come dude. on down, wow. because the way that you came up here and lit up the American League, you were fantastic. Buxton, no, because Buxton has popped up at times a little bit, but it's never been long enough for me Bu- to say it's really there. Buxton's more of a one-hit wonder than Sano is. But I look at Sano, but I look at that. I, I believe he came up in 2014. Is that correct or 15? This is his fourth year. Say a four, five, six. Yeah. Okay, so when he came 15, up,
0: 15, 15, 16, 17. 15,
1: 15. He had a clue at the plate. He was fantastic. Where did that go? And then he got incredibly fat, and now he's skinnier. At at least he's consistently hit balls out of the ballpark. So, yeah. Honorable mention, Miguel Sano. Number 10, the guy that was the answer to our trivia question, Alan Anderson, Twins pitcher. He had back-to-back years, ERAs 2.45 in 1988. That won the ERA title in the American League. 3.80 in 89. That ERA then went to 4.53 and 90, and he was gone after a 4.96 ERA season in '91. So he went from being being not the ace of your staff in '88 because I think Frankie was still here. Yeah. He got traded during the course of that year. But anyway, Alan Anderson is number ten. Okay, number nine is going to be near and dear to your heart, and I guarantee you he's on your list as well, and he fits the description to at. Come on down, Scotty Diamond. <laughs> I love Scott. I, he's a good guy, too. I oh, like sure. 12-9, a three fifty four ERA in 2012. Hey, there's something here. Crafty pitcher. 2013, 6-13. More importantly, 543 ERA. And then he was gone. Scott Diamond, number nine on my
0: list. He is, this is the first year as far as I can tell. Actually, you know, he might still be playing in the, in the Korean League. Last year he made 24 starts for the who, what team is this? Hold on, I think this is in the KBO. <laughs> he made. I think you
1: found him last year in the KBL. That sounds it, right. It
0: is the KBO. He's been in the KBO, and All he right. played for the SK Wyverns. And he had tough 24 play. starts, a 4.42 ERA. That's a tough league to pitch in, for some reason, or maybe they just don't have good pitchers. I don't know, but it's yep. a hitter's league for sure. Yep. And uh, he posted a, yeah, a 442 ERA and 134 innings. So he's
1: still rocking it. All right. Still rocking So Scotty Diamond, number nine on my list. Number eight, and and my next two guys are the true definition of what this is titled, one-hit wonders. Number eight on my list, week three, 2009 season, Greg Lewis and the catch. Oh, you're going, yeah, okay. I like this. I'm going Greg Lewis and the catch. Love it. We all, I remember being on the beat. We all went out to Winter Park on Monday. We got to talk to Greg Lewis. This is incredible. You're incredible. And uh, that was basically it. Number eight, Greg Lewis. Number seven, exact same type of deal. He only stood five foot eight. Eric Gulliford. He caught the Jim McMahon 45-yard pass in the closing seconds to to set up a Fouad Rivez game-winning field goal September 26th of 1993. That was his only catch in two seasons and 17 games as a Viking. Mainly a special teams player. Number seven, Eric Gulliford. Wow. Number six, I'm teetering on something I didn't want to do, but I feel like his year was so exceptional and we got so excited and then it was just done. And we we thought, unlike Favre, I think we thought that this guy had some time left and he really didn't because he has to be benched the next season. Randall Cunningham. 34 touchdowns, 3,704 yards passing in the 15 and one season of '98, gave way to the start of the '99 season in which he started, and things went so south that during a game, I believe in Detroit, he told Denny Green, "I can't play." Randall <laughs> Cunningham, number six. Okay,
0: that's a. I, I struggled with that one. I don't like
1: that one as much. It's like he but, was amazing with yeah. the Eagles for about five or six years, but I couldn't stop myself. Okay, number five. A name well before your time. But for for the longtime hockey fan in this state, this will ring a bell. A guy who once put a puck through a net, his slap shot was so good. Brad Palmer. 22 goals and 23 assists in the 81-82 season after having 8 goals and 13 points in 19 playoff games the previous year as the Stars made a run to the Stanley Cup Finals. He was then traded to Boston in June of 82 for the Bruins agreeing not to select Brian Bellows in the 82 draft. Mm-hmm. So Brad Palmer went from twenty-two goals and twenty-three and twenty-three assists to being traded. And I think his career fizzled out shortly thereafter. Okay. Number four, you're gonna like this one. Troy Hudson. Troy Hudson, huh? Two thousand three Western really? Conference Finals. Yes, yes. Two thousand three Western Conference Finals. Uh, against the Lakers, averaged uh, twenty three and a half points, and then after that, basically fell off the map. He was a solid backup point. He guard was for a while, solid backup point guard, but this was a but he was but at that time he became a player who you're like this is going to be really good for a while, yeah. And he became solid, but nothing more. Number three is your guy, who you brought up yesterday, Joe Mays. Joe Mays was feeble in 1999, 2000, and then he was not so good again from 2002 through 2006. But in 2001, it was glorious. All-star season, 17-13, and struck out 123 guys, pitched over 200 innings in that year, third in the American League with a 3.16 ERA. He was lights out. He was unbelievable. If you take out 2001... Joe Mays, 31 and 57, with a 562 ERA. Yeah. Number two, a man who in 2004 left his mark with the Minnesota Twins, Lou Ford. 299, 15 homers, 20 stolen bases. And after that, eh, it started to go downhill. His average in 2005 went to 264. The power from the 15 homer season was gone. In, 2000, in 2006, 224, and uh, basically he was gone out of Okay. That. All right. Number one. I believe this is from the year that you were born, Phil Mackey. But there was a guy who had played for the golfers who came up with the North Stars and scored 43 goals ninety or in the 85-86 season, Scotty Bukestad.
0: Wow. Is that is that uh, Nick Bukestad? His uncle. Okay.
1: Yes. He went on to play. Bukestad went on to play. 317 games in the National Hockey League, and retired with 76 career goals. He never scored more than 11 goals in any subsequent season after the season in which he had 43. So I repeat, he had 76 career goals, 43 of them came in one season. That's pretty incredible. That's that's amazing. He's number one on my list.
0: Love it. Scotty Bukestad. Fly through it again. That's, wow, okay. that's some there's some obscure guys on that
1: list. This is amazing. Uh, Bukestead 1, Lou Ford 2, Joe Mays is 3, Troy Hudson, T-Hud is 4, Brad Palmer of the North Stars is 5, Randall Cunningham is 6, Eric Gulliford is 7, Greg Lewis is 8, Scotty Diamond at 9, Alan Anderson is 10, and I'm throwing Sano in honorable mention, unless you can <laughs> get off on. the list, which are, there's still time. Uh, all right, I've got...
0: I've got a list with a lot of different guys on it. Good. You and I do not have a lot of matches Perfect. on our list. This is going to be awesome. All right. Mackie and Judd from the TCO Broadcast Studios. Packing order continues. One hit Minnesota sports wonders.
2: Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500
0: ESPN.
1: Uh, today's topic. The one-hit wonders of minutes. Scott Bukestead, who played for the North Stars in 85-86, he had 43 goals. He had 76 career goals. He was a one-hit wonder. Lou Ford at 2, Joe Mays at 3, Troy Hudson at 4. Number 5, Brad Palmer, who also played for the North Stars in the early 80s. Randall Cunningham at 6, Eric Gulliford at 7 of the Vikings. Greg Lewis, also Vikings receiver at 8. Scotty Diamond at 9 and 10. Alan Anderson, the former Twins pitcher.
0: Awesome. I'm, I'm sure there are stars that I think are more two-hit wonders, two-year wonders than one year. Sure. Matt Asias was the was the bell cow running back in one of those, which was baffling. But uh, the draft. Saad, yeah. so He was the Vikings, one of their go-to running backs for a couple, was like two years. Mm-hmm. And then another one is Visante Shanko is an honorable mention for me. Okay. I thought he was a one-hit wonder because he had he popped up with double-digit touchdowns one year, but it was actually two years where he had... Uh, so he had 27 career touchdown receptions in like 11 years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And almost all of them came in two years. He had seven in 2008, and then he had 11 with Brett Favre in 2009. I think we only have like two matches, so this is awesome. We'll start with number 10, one-hit wonders Minnesota sports Joe Mays. Mm-hmm. Probably could be higher on this list. I'm putting him lower just for... Sus- he was getting big-time Cy Young attention and then did nothing the rest of mm-hmm. One hit wonder for Minnesota sports. Number nine, Carlos Silva. If you remember, he had one year, and he was, he was passable for a couple years, but he had the one year with the Twins where he had, in 2005, a 3.44 earned run average... A Major League record for lowest walk rate of all four-pitch complete game shutout at one point. Oh, I so remember that Carlos game. Carlos yes. Silva is a one-hit wonder. All right. The next one's a little controversial because he actually hit 300 in two different seasons, but Doug Mankiewicz is on my list at number eight. Ooh. How many gold gloves would you guess Doug Mankiewicz won in his career? Anybody? I don't think he won one, did he? He won one. But we we reminisce about Doug Mankiewicz as like, oh, he won like five gold gloves. A shelf of gold gloves for Doug Mankavich. Saved to
2: run every game is what I heard.
0: Yeah, 162 runs saved every year. And then the RBI is the 40 on top of it, right? Yeah. Doug Mankavich in 2001 batted 400 for like two months and was the toast of the major leagues, making diving stops at first base. (laughs) And he kind of petered out, but he wound up hitting over 300, and he wound up with his only gold glove in 2001 and then dropped off the planet the next year, rebounded to hit 300 in 2003, but didn't win a Gold Glove, and so I'm putting Doug McAvich on the one-hit wonder list here. Just, just, just that 2001 season where he took the major leagues by storm. Okay. Bobby Kilty is number seven on my list. Oh yeah, that's a good one. He had in 2002 an OPS just <laughs> under 900. Yes.
2: And never and the, came close to it ever again And then the next year had one hit Yeah, <laughs> yep.
1: And Toronto had to have him yes. Toronto loved Bobby Kilty So
2: Bobby Kilty, <laughs> the
0: reason why Moneyball teams, he had on-base percentage High on-base percentage numbers Even in the major leagues he, His 2002 season with the Twins Number 6, this guy was on your list Scott Diamond was the ace of the staff For one year One year, and that was it The Twins didn't overreact, credit to them They didn't pay him a bunch of money Which is shocking they made him prove it. In he retrospect, couldn't.
1: it's shocking. Yes. Five years. Sign him up. But you watch this guy
0: pitch, and like I covered those teams on the beat. And you watched him pitch. I thought he was okay, but it's not a devastating wipeout breaking ball. I guess he's just the major leagues, and the next year he couldn't get anybody out. And uh, he hasn't made a start in the major leagues since 2013. But now he's in the KBO getting rocked.
1: <laughs> well, at least he's still
0: making money. So Scott Diamond yes. is on my one-hit Minnesota Wonders list. He's perfect. To the top five. Do you know who Matt Fox is? Do you know what sport Matt Fox plays? Matt,
1: no, no, I don't. Nothing at all. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. He's a I've- Twins
0: baseball player, or was. I don't remember. Briefly, I don't
1: remember the in, Matt Fox. In years.
0: 2010. Yeah, sure. And they're in a pennant race here. They're trying to, they're trying to fend off teams chasing them. The White Sox, right? And they went to their minor league system needing a spot start from somebody. And they called up Matt Fox for his only career major league start. He's never made a major league start since. Okay. And he went five and two thirds and gave up only two runs on four hits against the Texas Rangers. He pitched into the sixth inning. Really? And they sent him right back. And that's the only time he's ever made a start in the major leagues. In the middle of a pennant race in September. Did they win the game? Matt Fox. They won the game. Yes.
1: Wow. (laughs) I have no recollection of this start. I believe he
0: maybe even the week after was put on waivers and Boston claimed him and they Boston used him as a reliever for a couple games but that was it He's he's been out of the big leagues for the okay. duration of the rest of his career <laughs> so Matt Fox number four Lou Ford Yeah, Lou Ford received MVP votes in 2004 his and, character and then didn't receive MVP votes ever again <laughs> yeah so Lou Ford has got to be on didn't this make list teams. Minnesota Sports Wonders Blair Walsh is number three on my list after <laughs> that, that his percentages all dropped off. He was only like 50% from from yeah. 50 yards and beyond the rest of his career. I mean, he's, I guess he still has a career, kind of. But uh, Blair Walsh as the best kicker in the NFL, his rookie season, mm-hmm. and then coming nowhere close to that ever again mm-hmm. is on my list, number three. Number two, this guy was a first-round draft pick and only played in like well, he got garbage time in some games where they they'd put him in at the end of the game, but he only <laughs> scored 18 points and grabbed 8 rebounds against the San Antonio Spurs in 2005. The 04-05 season when the Wolves oh. run came to an end, they weren't going to make the playoffs, and yeah. they played indie EB 26 minutes against the Hornets and then 28 minutes against the Spurs in back-to-back games to finish the year. I don't and at no. home against the Spurs, Indy Evie went for 18 points and eight rebounds in 28 minutes, and you and remember had the this. crowd standing ovation. Oh my gosh! Yes. no, no, I, I don't remember it. Indy the <laughs> Indy Eevee. um and McHale's I. You know months. what? Yeah. I actually have, I actually have a tie for my first place.
2: Ooh, is this unprecedented? It,
0: it's yeah. kind of, it, and I and I. So technically, my top four, got, uh, none of them were on your list, and I couldn't decide what to do with these Vikings receivers, so I'm putting them in a tie for number one. Okay. They both had their only 1,000 yard season in a Vikings uniform. They both made a bunch of money off that 1,000 yard season. One of them Sidney fell completely Rice off the plan and Seattle paid both of them. Nate Burleson Nate Perl- is the other one. Oh wow! Nate did Burleson Burl- and Sidney Rice. So he he just had one 1,000 yard season. Yeah, he never went to he never got to 900.
1: I he never, assumed he did. No,
0: Nate Burleson I and Sidney Rice, Rice, Rice a, a wow. pair of one hit wonder wide receivers with thousand yard seasons. And guys who, and pro- you could probably say that the quarterback kind of made them. Dante Culpepper had this MVP caliber season in 2004, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, both got paid, I believe both got paid by the Seahawks. They did. And both never got back even close to that productivity. If you
1: ever. recall, if you recall, the, the Seahawks got you to the, the Vikings on the Hutchinson poison pill contract yeah. was to give Burleson a contract with poison pills it's <laughs> yeah. like okay whatever seahawks <laughs> yeah and they thought we we're gonna get the vikings back so let's see the vikings got a future hall of fame guard and seattle got a guy who was going to become really good on television exactly and he does a great job on good morning yeah, Football. he is good so you got a tie for that that so is sydney
0: rice and nate burleson as uh, one thousand yard receivers and that was it for their careers Indy the eb And his 18.8 rebound performance against the Spurs. I believe that was the last game he ever played in the NBA. Blair Walsh, Lou Ford, Matt Fox, Scott Diamond, Bobby Kielty, Doug Mankiewicz, Carlos Silva, and Joe Mays. I love it. There it is. That's a very solid list. And if we missed any, send us emails, send us tweets, at Phil Mackey, at 1500 ESPN Judd, and we can sprinkle these in later in the show. What's coming up in stuff next, Dave?
2: I might have a, th- a couple names to throw at you, actually, as we kick off stuff. We've also got some uh, some audio from the Urban Meyer Rally in Columbus yesterday. Oh, boy. And the rankings are in this year's local MLB announcers rankings. We'll see where your guys, Dick Burt, and the rest of the FSN crew fall. We're really excited for that. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Hello so on, losers! On 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL broadcast studios, Mackie and Judd are back. Okay, man. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Dell. Dell Small Business Technology Advisors know there's nothing small about your business. They provide one on one partnership and reliable Dell PCs with Intel Core processors. Call 877 by Dell. No! Stop! Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now.
1: Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. Whoa! All right, Dave Harrigan, what do you have on the stuff agenda for us today? So much stuff, Judd.
2: Let's start with the Yankees, White Sox yesterday. We already talked about Lance Lynn, seven and a third, shutout innings, brilliant. <laughs> Yankees won that game 7-0, and you'd think everyone would be happy about it, but I have a feeling John Sterling wasn't too happy. He had a a rough day at the microphone, boys. Rough, rough day. First, it was Greg Bird at the plate. Swung on. A high drive to center. Angle back. He's on the track. He's at the wall, and she is gone. No, he caught it at the wall. Do you like that? I honestly thought it was over. I saw the leap. Oh, Adam Engel robs Bird of a three-run home run. Yeah, that's tough when you go the old, it's gone, oh, wait, it's been pulled back. I love how he tried to play it off, like, I saw him jump. I saw him jump. I swear I saw him jump. Got worse, boys. Obviously, if that happens early in a game, you might get a little gun-shy and a... Ball that's hit near the wall. Might be gone, might not be gone. Well, it was Glaver Torres. 3-1 is hit in the air to deep left center. That ball's high. It is far. It is gone. And if it isn't, it was another sensational catch. Torres, do you know that the guy caught it? Nicky Delmonico caught it. And Torres comes around the bases. Oh, it is a home run. Oh, my God. So the Yanks have a 5 nothing oh lead God. on a home run by Glaber. Go into it. Just over the glove of Delmonico. Go for it. <laughs> that fence is just short enough for these guys oh. to jump over. Oh, but he no. so he couldn't launch into the you can't cliches. To, you can't go Glaber Day like a good Glaber Taurus is there. I think you gotta go into it. You gotta uh, go uh, into it. You know what I, I guess I, it's Glaber Day.
1: Uh, I feel bad for him.
2: It's hard being an feel, eighty year old guy. Yeah, I, gonna sitting say, all up there I
1: feel bad for him. I got no criticism. Can't there. see what's I going bad. on.
0: I'm I'm struggling. Why is it hard to figure out? Okay, even if you don't see the ball go over, if the if the batter is trotting around the bases, it's a home run, know. right?
1: I don't know. If the
0: if the fielder is walking back, if I nuts? Like it's not hard. I don't care if you're sitting in the third deck.
1: That second a one ball was goes,
0: A ball goes out to the fence. A left fielder jumps up or whatever, and you don't see what happens. Now you just follow the reactions of people. Okay, is the is the batter rounding the bases? Is the guy in the outfield holding up his glove?
1: That second Can one. Can you not
2: see any of those things?
1: I was cringing right there. Come that on. second one, I was absolutely cringing.
2: The game good ended God. with the uh, White Sox sending out uh, another position player to the mound, fellow by the name of Matt Davidson, his third yeah. trip to the mound He's this good. year. is pretty good. He struck out Giancarlo Stanton, his third trip to the mound, as I said, his third scoreless trip to the mound. He becomes the first pitcher, well, player, I guess, position player, since Babe Ruth in 1919 to have three pitching appearances in a season. And 15 plus home runs. Babe was a pitcher, obviously, but you really need a wow. Position so Sho- player to do Shohei Ohtani at some point will he's next close. On he's legs. got 11 home runs this year and nine pitching appearances. Okay, so he'll. <gasps>
0: Here's got Starkey
2: and Nugget for the day. Mm-hmm. Pretty good stuff. That's not bad. Meanwhile, uh, last night there were some really important things going on in the WWE.
0: And now Fox, they're gonna take over. Nope. Rousey Carter it's a fox that flying across the ring. Welcome to the Rousey Show, Alicia. On oh, Rousey,
2: Ronda make it sure Bliss is watching
1: yeah, closely. Right. Here it is. armbar, locked in. Bliss tapped. Rousey wins
0: her debut match
1: on Monday Night Raw.
2: With the armbar,
0: I didn't see this last night. I was I was watching other things that we may get to yes, later in the show. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it wasn't Dick and Bert.
0: <laughs> well, for a while it was. So, Rousey uh, tore some gal's arm off last night and yes. won her debut match on Raw.
2: That's right. Cool. Big time R bar, Alexa Bliss, the reigning women's champion, standing ringside, and the look in her eyes was
1: one of fear. Ronda was be. hurt, correct? No. Oh, I, I thought you guys told no. me that she was hurt a month back or something. No, so. she was suspended. Oh, suspended yes. from hurting I'm sorry. other people. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. she's back from suspension.
2: Oh, okay. She's okay. Back. I got it. You're ripping arms out of sockets. Yes. TV suspension. Oh! She was still able to do house shows. It's a contractual thing. It's very complicated. <laughs> For to sure, yeah. To I wouldn't understand if don't try
1: and explain it to me. <laughs>
2: it's, you know, I'm trying to think of the football equivalent. Way above my head. There is none, really. TV yeah. suspension. <laughs> yeah. uh, Let's check in on the Urban Meyer rally uh, yesterday in Columbus. <laughs>
1: what is wrong with people? <laughs> That's such a loaded question.
2: <laughs> what is wrong with people? Did we, you see some of the signs they yes. were holding up? I and saw I'm the like, fake what? news sign. Fake news. E- ESPN is fake. Me too. You're gonna make fun of the Me Too movement now? Really? I mean, it's there's no,
0: there's no question, there's no question that domestic abuse took place here, right? I mean, like she Correct. has photos and bruises, and there's text message interactions that. Yeah, he's apologizing for it. Yep. So to even bring up the Me Too movement as being fake news in this situation shows how dumb some people can be. Not that it's shocking. Yeah. All right, congratulations, Ohio State. Your coach is going to get suspended for a little while. Probably not dismissed. He'll be back at some point for you to get.
1: But you know what's all, it's all about, Phil. It's all about football. Can we win football games? Whoa! Forget about the people. Can we win football games?
2: Every year, awful announcing conducts the. Uh, The vote from baseball fans across the country, perhaps worldwide. You can vote on your local MLB announcing crew and they compile all the ratings and rank them all 1 through 31. There's 31 because there's two different teams for the Chicago White Sox, your home and away team. I will tell you the number 31 team was that White Sox Road Club led by Hawk Harrelson. Tough, 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 tough. Hmm. Where would you think the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer, Burt Bly, 11, Jack Morris, Roy Smalley, and others fall? And I will give you the previous grades. Uh, in, uh, let's see, 2014, they finished 7th out of uh, all of Major League. Big drop in 2016. Uh, they went to 19, and uh, last year, 13 overall. Where do you feel okay. Dick and Burt would have landed? So they're on the side? rise,
0: right? All right, they're... They're, so they're back coming. In. They're
1: coming back up.
0: Yeah, and this includes. So this is people who have been able to hear Justin Morneau. I th- I'm I'm going to say they're in the top ten. I'm going to say they moved
1: back in the top ten. Judd, your thoughts? Did you say what? Where were they last year? Last 13th. year they
2: were thirteenth, up from 19 the year before.
1: Uh, I'm going to say they fell to fifteenth. You said they fell to fifteenth. How about your guy, Judd Zolga? <laughs> yes!
2: Just nailed it right there. Nice just a, solid. Just a rock solid average broadcast team. <laughs> yes. Then. All right. Nearly identical grade overall. You got to do the letter grade thing, but they fell a couple spots to the 15th spot among all of Major League Baseball. I, there
0: was a couple moments early. I, I made it through about three innings before uh, the Bachelorette came calling and the Twins were already down by a bunch of runs. And I remember a couple times, like Bert just diving headfirst into the media guide for players that we've known for 15 years. I can't remember but if how it was Joe Maurer. He gave us like a when someone was drafted that we've been watching for a long time. Who was Gibson. I think it was Gibson. I need a stats. Kyle Gibson was I drafted in the first round. Like, dude. Dude.
1: <laughs> the thing about Thanks. the Twins broadcast team, if, it, if it's uh, Bramer and like Smalley or Justin, it's pretty good. If Dick lets the color commentator talk. So it's so dicey. But when it's Dick and Bert, it's, it's pretty much, at this point, unlistenable. Justin's been doing a great job. I, I think Morneau's improved. Roy is good. And if if Dick lets those guys talk, it's actually fine. The issue is, if we have to hear about Bramer's uh, Babe Ruth career while he's talking to <laughs> Smalley, then I'm like, I'm out on this.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's There's something about Bramer Whoa! that...
0: that he was doing something else too, about like just kind of meandering through these sideway shots at advanced statistics and things that front offices are reliant on right now in 2018. Including his bosses. And I would think at some point that tone has to change. I, Corey Provis does a great job of integrating things like yes. this is what this is how front offices are viewing baseball. Yeah. Okay.
2: You know, let's check back in on the Urban Maya rally, shall we?
0: Star-Z-O is this a candlelight
1: vigil now is this oh this is so sad candlelight vigil this is so pathetic all these people they're despicable
2: (laughs) honest to god you know what's even more pathetic
1: they ordered pizza.
2: Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's. They ordered Papa John's. They did. Of course, course they yeah. did. There yeah. is a photo of the Papa John's guy, not the Papa John's guy, but <laughs> Pap- of a poor delivery yeah. driver holding <laughs> two, three, four pizzas. Yeah, <laughs> looking for the guy that you know pre-ordered online on his phone or whatever. And
0: it's like there's always you know there's always the group of people who defend well, what what would you. He shouldn't be crucified. It's like, no, 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 no. I, agreed. Urban Meyer probably shouldn't be tarred and feathered. But I'm not sure we need to have a pep rally for him on the steps.
2: I'm just saying, there's got to be a middle ground in fell. there somewhere. It's
1: fake news. No! This is all fake.
2: Not fake, actually. It really happened. Yeah, I know. Uh, the it. pizza guy did show up.
1: Go Big Papa.
2: Divy Garcia. <laughs> Prospect pitching prospect New York Yankees throws for the high A club they have in Tampa the Tampa Tarpons or whatever we call them they had a are big sure game
0: the, are you sure yes it's T A R okay T
2: A R I just checked just want to make yes, sure yes I don't know what a tarpon okay. is but I know it's not the other one they're taking on the Clearwater <laughs> Threshers oh there's so I'm many 12. places to go here I'm a little 12. doubleheader <laughs> I
1: can't grow up
2: don't no. sorry I, just I, can't got do up. I got a line I got a line I've got a line <laughs> Oh, he really pulled the string on that one. Anyway, okay, 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 okay. Oh, I'm up for this. I no. Know. He's got a really good breaking oh. ball. He struck out 12, oh. 80 pitches, threw seven perfect innings yesterday. Doubleheader. Minor League Baseball, they only play seven innings in a doubleheader. He had seven perfect innings. His reliever came in in the eighth. Did not allow a hit either. Did not allow a walk. No hit batsman. How did they lose the game?
0: Oh, my God. I have no idea. Sorry. I have no idea. Sorry. uh, uh, I have a guess. Did one of their key players get cramps?
2: No. But that's a good guess. No. No! We had an incident with, of course, extra innings, minor league baseball.
1: (laughs) You two keep it together. I'm not looking at you. I have my hand. Am face facing my head? Anyway, your eighth inning starts
2: with a runner on second base. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next batter grounds to the pitcher. Pitcher throws to second. Runner goes to third because the second baseman dropped the ball. Next guy hits a ground ball to first. They can't get the out at home, so we had a team winning a ball game without getting a hit, a walk, or a hit by pitch. I forgot about that Congratulations. The I forgot Clear about that rule. <gasps> I
1: completely forgot about the fact that you, that you got to start uh, an inning with the guy in second base. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> Tampa, what again? Threshers.
2: Wait, no, it's a Clearwater Threshers. Yeah, I know. So Tampa, Tampa, Tampa what again? Uh, the ball club. Tampa ball club. The tarpons. The tarpons. The tarpons. <laughs> I have to do
1: some digging on this. Really? During the break. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the bottom of this situation. Right, is there anything else? I mean, I stuff?
2: have more, but it feels like at this point there's no <laughs> use because Judd's checked out of the segment. It's, no, over. I don't it's over. Well, no. maybe we can do some expanded stuff here when we come back, or. Not. I've got know. a few more names to add to your list if you want to do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Sure.
0: Uh Manny Lagos, sporting director for Minnesota United FC, will join us at 1230 to uh explain the Christian Ramirez move that was made yesterday that a lot of fans are not happy about. We'll get his thoughts on it. Mackie and Judd TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Just a reminder: this station does not
2: endorse this on fifteen hundred ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Like, this is quality entertainment. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Exclusive access to U.S. Bank Stadium. Purchase your tickets now for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation's Touch of Football Flag Football Tournament. It's coming up September 8th, Saturday, September 8th. Flag football teams will take over the field in a six-on-six tournament to raise money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. The day also includes exclusive stadium tours, memorabilia auction, the 1500 ESPN fan zone, and much more details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events, and this portion of Mackey and Judd is sponsored by Metafast.
0: Thank you, Dave Harrigan. All right, we're getting some more submissions here for our packing order. One hit Minnesota Sports Wonders. Uh emailer sends in Joe Cap. Yeah, so Joe Cap was only with the Vikings for he was, was I would say no on Joe Cap. I know that he had he led a 12 and 1 team that went to the Super Bowl. They won the NFL in 1969. Went to the Super Bowl got beat. Mm-hmm. Emailer says he won the MVP award. Joe Cap. What? Joe Cap didn't win the MVP award, did he? Of the league? I'd have to look it up. Oh, well, that would a check that. I mean, he fits
1: the definition, but... He was a starting I,
0: quarterback for three years, though. I
1: stayed away from uh, trying to name p- people who I didn't see at all. so Because it's very difficult then. Because, I mean, you could go back to the 50s. Yeah. Joe Cap's pretty close. He's and, pretty close. And we got a complaint saying that, well, you both, did, you both st- started in 80 and went, well, that's what we've seen, really. Like, I started following sports in 78 here. So it's very hard for me to go back to, like, 1965 and say, that's a one-hit wonder. That guy's (laughs) a Boston. If you were born in 1938, I'm sorry. Like, I don't. Yeah, uh, it's just (laughs) I'm more comfortable trying to pick on
0: people who I actually probably saw play. Somebody threw out Scotty Graham, but Scotty Graham had a couple 400-yard seasons, and he was just kind of a steady backup running back for the Vikings when Terry Allen was the starter, right? He was just a backup running back. Yes. So I don't know if I put him on the list. Now, another person here emails and not only suggests a name, but says, can't believe you forgot about this person or didn't put this person on the list. Sam Jacobson with the Gophers. But Sam Jacobson had. Sam Jacobson wasn't a one hit wonder with the Gophers, was he? I feel like Sam Jacobson. I'm going to look him up here, but I think Sam Jacobson had a couple decent seasons with the Gophers.
1: And Rickard played one year. Yeah, for Sam, the golfers, right?
0: Yeah, Sam Jacobson had a, had a big senior year, but he was also a really good player leading up to his. senior year. Yeah, so year, that's so. not
1: that doesn't fit the yeah. definition of, of what I was trying to find at least. Dave, you had a couple names. To yeah, throw on the list.
2: I did. Your Indie Eby suggestion reminded me of Adrian <laughs> Payne being a one hit wonder. I looked it up. It was uh, let's see, March of 2015. He had a 16.15 rebound game for the Bulls. Wow. They traded a first round pick for him, if I recall. Flip did, yeah. Yes, I think you're. Yeah, uh, future first round. Exactly to correct. Uh, Who was it? So it's probably to the Hawks. Yes. Okay. Yeah, to the Hawks, yep. Yeah. All right. So Adrian Payne. That one came to mind. Nikola Pekovic came to mind. He was pretty good for parts of four or five seasons. I did look him up. If you add it together, it's about one year. It is. Yeah, it's true.
0: It's
2: true. <laughs> Got a huge contract for it, though. He, he did. did. Uh, Judd mentioned Randall Cunningham. How about his successor? Jeff George. Jeff George was unbelievable when he came in for uh, Cunningham the rest of that year and won a playoff game. And, hell, they scored 37 against the Rams in the losing effort uh, to get to the NFC Championship. And Jeff
0: George might have been even more... Because Randall Cunningham was an all-pro quarterback for a few years with Philadelphia. Jeff George was always just a huge disappointment and a bust throughout the 90s. Kept fighting with his
1: coaches. Yeah. June Jones. Cunningham, to me, and, and as I said when we talked about it, it was dicey. But Cunningham to me, the fact that he came back shortly into the next year and asked to be benched. Denny, I can't mm-hmm. do it. That that's the big thing because it's remarkable to go from an MVP type year to about five games in saying, I can't play Yeah, yeah. and after I'm he, done. Was,
2: he was benched George eight and two, twenty three touchdowns, ninety four point two rating. Uh, with the purple, and I love reading the Wikipedia note here. He had hoped to return to Minnesota as a starting quarterback the next year, but was told by head coach Dennis Green to, quote, shop around. (laughs) around, Partially (laughs)
1: because of the Rams playoff game when they had the fumble and the ball was sitting there on the turf, Mm -hmm. and Jeff George could have gone and pounced on the fumble, (laughs) and he's like, I got no interest in going after that football. And Uh, then he kept calling the Vikings for years, and he called Childress.
0: He would call Childress. Still out here, coach. Matt tweets mm-hmm. into the show, surprised Johnny Flynn didn't make either of your lists. His rookie year, he put up 13 and a half, four assists and a, and a steal. He was 36% from three. He was all rookie second team and then averaged five points per game the rest of his career. I mean, okay. It's fair to put on the list. Okay. He'd be low on the list. I guess I just think of Johnny uh, Johnny Flynn as being a bust,
2: period. But no he was days. respectable his first year. That's fair. How about the guy who only played 29 ball games in this town? 47 hits in 108 at-bats. Scored 31 runs, drove in 39, 18 home runs. Oh. Joe Creedy? Daryl Strawberry. Oh. For the Saints. Oh, okay. For the Saints. How about <laughs> that? He's came and got him. back. I remember
0: wait, so that, he had yeah. eight, Wait, he had 18 home runs and only 36 RBIs? 39 RBIs. 39? Yes. Just a bunch of solo bombs and...
2: Cranking bombs. What was his batting average? He hit uh, 435. What? 47 for one <laughs> went back to the
1: the Yankees. Correct? Did he go back yep. after that? Did right they design? The
0: oh man, I saw Dante uh, Bichette Jr. ground out on the. So they had the Saints game on uh, Channel 45 the other night, and they yeah. were doing kind of a Channel 45. Joe Schmidt was on the color commentary, just cracking jokes the oh, whole time. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. It was play by play guy, and then Joe Schmidt was just like cracking one liners the whole time. Hey, vacation Joe yeah. here from <laughs> CH House, and uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> And they had they had Dante Bichette Junior, which made me feel old because I remember watching Dante Bichette, uh Senior. Although Dante Bichette Senior wasn't a one hit wonder because I think he had a couple good years with the Rockies. But
1: he did. Yeah, the Saints bring in some. They're you gonna bring what, in though? names. I I miss the the old days when the Saints would bring in big name guys washed up because they don't do that now. Jack Morris, well, Kevin Millar, Strawberry. One game and dude hits a home run to left yeah, field.
0: Millar that had wonder, to have been staged. That had to have been staged. There's no way that was real. Why not? The pitcher obviously grooved the pitch, but he had still to have gotta had, hit, the still home run. Gotta hit it. I yeah. bet he had a cork bat. The ball had to have had some bounce to it. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great way to get on ESPN. But there's no way that was just a coincidence.
1: So, oh, know he, what I want next year? Scott Diamond. What, Saints. From the Saints. Saints. Oh. Sign Scott Diamond. It's not Bring that far
0: fetched. It is not
1: that. Bring far-fetched. him back. Independent league baseball. I would go watch him. Should sure. I? <laughs> Um, We have
0: Manny Lagos at 1230. So if you are wondering what's the deal with that Christian Ramirez trade last night, he will uh, join us in an hour and a half to discuss. I know you were tweeting back and forth with people about the Randy Moss or Kirby Puckett discussion we had yesterday who had the biggest impact it got heated yes let's uh we can get back into that too and then jason stark if you missed him yesterday we'll play jason stark back it was awesome at his normal time 11 30 here mackie and judd tcl broadcast studios don't go anywhere more mackie and judd coming up next just hold your ass right there on 1500 espn